we've learned so far is the difference between connection and attachment. Iskashos and Vekos. And we said that Iskashos means that there are two things which are separate from each other, just they're connected. Thank you very much. Versus the Vekos means where these two items, not just they're connected to each other and they stand apart, but they become one. And although on the surface it seems that uh, being one is a higher level of, of attachment than just being connected, but we said that there's an advantage in the connection, the advantage in being apart and yet being connected. And the advantage is, as it says in the Torah, I am dark and beautiful, daughters of Jerusalem. Daughters of Jerusalem refer to the souls as they are in the lowest part of Atzilus. Jerusalem, we said, means a place of the full reverence for Hashem. Yerushalayim is made up of two words, Yerushal, and complete fear. And the daughters of Jerusalem means when the souls are in a state of total uh, reverence for Hashem. So we say to the daughters of Jerusalem that I am dark and beautiful. Although I am dark, it's, it means I'm missing the light. I'm missing the light of, of the higher worlds. I'm in this world, yet I say I'm beautiful. Why am I beautiful? It's because specifically by being in a state of separation, where I'm less separate from, from, from uh, this state of reverence of Hashem that, that, that the soul is incapable of experiencing while in a body. Only while the soul is out of a body can the soul possibly experience... Uh, ah! Morning, Shalom Aleichem. Only while the soul is, is, is uh, above a body can, before it comes sense to this world or after it comes to this world, can the soul possibly experience... This kind of uh, guys could share, could share, could share. Why not? <laughs> Can the soul possibly experience this kind of um, uh, um, uh, reverence for Hashem? And yet, I'm beautiful. And yet, because I'm not experiencing this light, because I am dark, I'm listening to light. That's why I have this beauty. What's the beauty that I have? I have a yearning that I have here in this world, which does not exist in the higher worlds. That's what we said in our space. Let's go on now to Ezekiel. The advantage the Neshama achieves by being in this world. Because the concealment of Galilee, because of all the disturbances that the Neshama experiences here, the Neshama has this yearning and this love like fire. The soul gains. In the realm of love, yes, it has a lot more love for Hashem here. However, if we're talking about reverence for Hashem, it seems like it was doing a lot better up there than it is over here. What what kind of experience produces this reverence for Hashem? When you feel and you recognize the exaltedness, the greatness of Hashem. It's specifically this kind of, of being in touch with Hashem's presence and feeling Hashem's greatness that you feel this reverence for Hashem. That experience is only possible while the Neshama is in heaven. Because they're in heaven, the Neshama sees godliness openly and it recognizes and it feels the godly light there. As I near Gashrema, so so the person in the higher worlds feels the exaltness of godliness. 
by days and nasa yira, and that produces a feeling of reverence. Unlike the Nishama's experience, the soul's experience has the sense of this world, where there are there is no revelation. All there is is the opposite is concealment of godliness. So you the Hashem cannot ex- reach that level of of feeling Hashem's greatness, and the Nishama cannot possibly have that kind of reverence here as it does in heaven. So why are we saying the, Nisham, the, the, the words of the Torah are I am dark and I am beautiful because I am dark because I'm missing light I'm beautiful. I may be beautiful in, in, in the one element because I have more love here, more yearning here, more fiery passion to be, to be attached to Hashem than I did in heaven because in heaven I didn't have that yearning because I had it. I, was, I, was, I, I felt your closeness. So I, I'm beautiful in, in, in the arena of love but in the arena of fear, it seems I'm I'm deficient. What's better, by the way, love or fear? Both, they're both better. Yeah, they both have an advantage. Well, right now, it sounds like we're working on the fear, but we need to define the fear. What fear are we talking about? So we said that the feeling of Shem's exaltedness, feeling of Shem's greatness. It's, it's an awe fear. So yeah, God is not standing by the door with a whip. We're not talking about our answers. No, that's what I'm saying. So, so that level, it's it's a, it, it, it sounds like right now it's putting gyro above Ava. The previous one said, "Ava is geshmaker, yir is gezunter. Love is more enjoyable. Right. Fear is healthier." Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, but the Rebbe said that in our generation we have to focus on on love for Hashem for sure. Um, okay. Not only, but but that's definitely a big a big starting point. All right. And furthermore, the hinei ba'av amaspik In order to inspire yourself to have a feeling of love for Hashem, it's sufficient just to understand Hashem's goodness and Hashem's greatness. A human being, we understands that there's something that's good for them. This thing is good for me. As I miss then the person, human being, when he feels this thing is good for me, he gets inspired to to love that thing. His nature, the human being's nature, draws a person to to pursue something that can bring them benefit. So a person is interested in getting closer to something that's beneficial. Therefore, the person understands. Good morning. When a person understands that godliness is good for them, they understand that Hashem is good for them, then um, uh, the, whatever that for you understand is good for you, you, you're going to pursue. So if you understand that Hashem is good for you, as I so then you'll be inspired to love Hashem. However, to produce a feeling of reverence for Hashem is not sufficient just to understand. To understand the the exaltedness of, of of someone that will not yet bring you a feeling of reverence. To have a feeling of reverence, there needs to be a more the the one that you are trying to have reverence for in order to produce that feeling of reverence. That it's not sufficient for us to understand how good that person is, like to produce love. Just understanding is sufficient in order to produce a feeling of reverence. There has to be more. That's to be not just understanding, it has to be two other words we're going to use. Hakara viskashras. That has to be a recognition in you of this person and a connection to this person. If you're going to feel reverence for someone, that means this person is not just someone that you are aware of their greatness, 
but there is a recognition that there's a connection that you have. And the time of explains why. Love, no. Love just enough to understand, right. and you'll have love, you'll have love, but to have a feeling of reverence, right. it, it requires it to be a recognition and a, and a connection. Why? Time of Why does fear require more than just understanding to produce a, a feeling of fear versus love? It's not just understand. Hashem's goodness. The reason is because what does fear mean? Fear means that you are in a state of abnegation in front of the one that you're afraid of. You feel subservient to the one that you are having reverence for. You have accepted upon yourself that Hashem is your king. Right? You're, you're, you're pushing yourself, yourself aside for the sake of Hashem. That you're, in other words, you're doing something which is the opposite of, 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 of your natural being. You are a thing. You exist. And now, in this um, experience of reverence for the Ebrister, you are now in a state of pushing the opposite of your state of being. You, have, you, you are now in a state of abnegation before Hashem. And therefore, in order to, to um, create this change, this shift, to have reverence for Hashem, to abnegate yourself before Hashem, uh, you need to you need to go against your natural state of being. Well, you must because of It's not sufficient to understand godliness to reach this point, because understanding will never contribute you to do something which is the opposite of your natural state of being. In order to have this 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 transformation, where you are, are in the language of Papa, I am what I am. That's all I am. Right? That's that's our natural state of being. We, we don't even know how much we think about ourselves. We think about ourselves all the time. And now all of a sudden you're going to push yourself aside for the sake of the Abister. Not just push yourself aside, but to actually feel the Abister is your king and you are subservient to them. As we learned in the Mimer of Miknarath, right? So the, the, what's the beginning of the connection between the servant and the master? He gives himself over to his master. He gets a chibir, remember? So to have that kind of kind of a, a, a devotion, he gets a chibir, that you devote yourself to your master, to Hashem, in that way that, that, that you are, are are now, your center of gravity is no longer, I am what I am, but rather, that I, I belong, There, in order to summon that kind of experience, in you, there has to be, not just an understanding of Hashem's greatness, there has to be a recognition of it, and a connection to it. And that requires an effort. The Talmud says, woe is to the flesh, that has not tried hard to experience um, Hashem's, to experience fear. A, a, a soul, which has not made an effort to experience Hashem's fear, to experience reverence for Hashem, is is is, uh, is lacking so much that the Gemara uses the expression, woe to this person. So the Altareb actually says in Tanya that in chapter uh, 42, the Altareb says that just like if there was a treasure beneath, uh, treasure in, in, un, buried in the ground, you have to dig for it to find it. So to every Jew, there is a feeling of reverence for Hashem in us. But you have to search for it. You have to dig for it. How do you dig for it? The says to think every day how the Abisha watches you and the Abisha counts you every step and, and uh, every word and everything you think and and and, and how Hashem is, is everywhere. As Altab explains in chapter 41 and 42, various things that we should think about to summon this feeling of reverence for Hashem we have inside of us. However, it requires an effort. It's not going to... It's it, it's not as easy as creating a feeling of love for Hashem. However, to have a feeling of love for Hashem, that you don't have to have this this recognition, this connection, um, as much as you do for uh, 
for to experience a reverence from Ain Sarko Kachmiyagia. There's not so much effort needed. Um, that's the doesn't mean that 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 there's no uh, effort at all needed to have love for Hashem. Uh, it, it just means relevant to how much effort is needed to experience fear for Hashem. The 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 effort needed to 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 create a love for Hashem is much less. And and because in order, when you're loving Hashem, you're still in your comfort zone. You're still you. You're still I am me, and I like what I like, and I like the Eibushter. So I'm not I'm not I'm not doing something which is contrary to my natural state of being, and therefore I don't have to um, I don't have to I don't have to be so connected to what I am experiencing for it to to create that positive feeling. I could be my positive sense of self of me and love Hashem also. However, in order to experience a reverence for Hashem, to to lose yourself, to nullify yourself, and to give yourself over and to be subservient to Hashem, that's the opposite of your natural state of being. And therefore, it requires a, a, a deeper and uh, stronger sense of Hashem's presence. You, you have to feel the Abishter in front of you more to experience reverence for Hashem because you feel yourself more. You feel yourself more. So you're, gonna, you're going to abnegate yourself for Hashem. You have to feel Hashem more. To love Hashem, you don't have to, don't have to lose yourself. You can, you can love yourself. And now, you, since you love yourself, even the animal soul of a Jew, uh, and the animal soul is not bad. The animal soul is selfish. The mitzvah loving Hashem, it says in the Torah, you should love Hashem with all your hearts. And the Gemara says, the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah should love Hashem. Even Yitzhah even your animal soul can love Hashem. Why? Because the Abishter is good, so the Abishter is kind, the Abishter gives, the Abishter is life. So I could, as I am a selfish being, I could still love the Abishter. But to, to achieve Yira means that I'm going to become subservient. I'm going to, I'm going to do something which is contrary to my natural sense of self. And to do that, I, the Abish's presence has to be more real to me than it does for me to experience love Hashem. Make sense? Yeah. Um, move on, if it's understood. So therefore, where is there more reverence for Hashem when the Shem is in heaven? Because the Shem of their experiences, a revelation of Galilee's, as I nasa koravakoshas belkus, so the neshama has a recognition and a connection to Galus. Right, they are nasing yira, and therefore the neshama experiences fear. However, when the neshama is here, there's not so much revelation. The neshama can doesn't have the tools here, doesn't have the experience here to have this recognition, to have this connection. And so, how can the neshama experience? Yira, fear of Hashem here in the body, to the extent that uh, we say to the souls in Jerusalem, we say to the souls in Atzilus, that I am dark and beautiful. Not just I'm dark and beautiful because of uh, love, but I'm dark and beautiful because of my, my reverence for Hashem here as well. How can we say that? Peace, it's our love, and we need to understand. The concept of being dark and beautiful, it seems, is only relevant in regards to. Uh, love doesn't seem that's relevant to fear. How can we say that the greatest beauty of the soul in regards to its reverence for Hashem is here? We have to say that the beauty of the soul is not only 
regarding the soul's love for Hashem, we have to say that there's a beauty also in the soul's fear for Hashem. You can't say that our only beauty is in our love, not in our fear. Why? We said earlier that the kind of bond we have with Hashem in this world is not vekos, it's not, it's not a rapture, it's not attachment, rather it's connection. In other words, that we are a separate entity and we're connected. That's the kind of experience souls have in this world. You do what's known on Shabbos is a halacha that you're not allowed to make a knot that will last. What's the definition of a lot that knot that will last? So, in this 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 discussion, a a important uh, element is a knot, a double knot. A double knot, in many instances, is considered a permanent knot on Shabbos, which is forbidden to be made. What does a double knot mean? If our, we have one kind of knot, one kind of connection to Hashem with love. Another kind of connection we have is with fear of Hashem. So our experience in this world, we said, is what is, is through a through love and reverence for is like a connection. It's not a dveiko, it's not, it's not oneness, it's not attachment, it's connection. What's connection mean? That there's something connecting you. What's connecting us with Hashem? So there's two knots. The two knots are love and reverence, both. Gur betanya, it says in Tanya, just like a bird can only fly if it has two wings, so to a neshama could only ascend to the higher world, so our mitzvahs only ascend to the higher worlds with both feelings of love and reverence for Hashem. It says in Tanya that the status of your mitzvahs depends on, on your thoughts in performing that mitzvah. And we perform mitzvah with love and reverence for Hashem, so your mitzvah is now in the state of the higher worlds. So in other words, it's not just that you'll get a reward for it in the higher worlds. But right now, while you're doing the mitzvah, you are now entering the zone of Yitzir and Bria. You are, your mitzvah is in the level of Bria and Sira. You are drawing from those higher worlds in you when you have the kavana for the mitzvah. Which kind of kavana are you supposed to have? Besides knowing the halachic meaning of the mitzvah. And the, but you're supposed to have these two kavanas of love and reverence. And it says in Tanya, if you only have one without the other, the bird will not fly. Your mitzvah cannot ascend. Your mitzvah cannot be in the in the state of a high. Your mitzvah cannot be considered classified as as part of a higher world unless it has both feelings. If it only has one, then the mitzvah is in this world. The mitzvah is not considered in a, a doesn't have the same impact on Shemayim. Doesn't draw the same light into the world. Can't fly up. Can't fly up. Because we have to say when we say to Hashem, we say to the souls in Jerusalem, we say, we say to our higher. Selves, the way we were in that silver, say, I am here and I'm beautiful. We must say we, that we're talking about both knots because to have a knot, you have to have a double knot, says an Allah. A knot means both, two knots. So, how are we better here in regards to our reverence for Hashem? We understand that the love for Hashem, we're better here, but how are we better in regards to our reverence for Hashem? Any new explanation is. Although in truth, although in truth, the neshama does experience a far greater reverence for Hashem there in heaven than it does here. The the stuff that our reverence for Hashem is made of is better. If you were to grade our reverence for Hashem compared to their reverence for Hashem, yeah, the great reverence for Hashem, the neshamas and ganeden, it's a whole different thing. But if you were to probe what the stuff is in our reverence for Hashem, 
you would discover that the stuff it's made of, the essence of it, is a lot greater. The experience is a lot weaker. They're much, much, much stronger experience there, much more magical experience there, much more. Um, uh, it, it, but there's something that the, the, the stuff that our reverence for Hashem is made of, the essence of it is higher. Why? Because in here, in this world, a person has this unique opportunity here to do Anachasat Smuse. means to leave yourself aside for the sake of Hashem, to put yourself on the side. Only when the Shem is, is an entity for itself can it put itself on the side. You can't put yourself on the side if you're not a thing. To put yourself on the side, you have to be somebody. So only over here in this world do we have the opportunity to put yourself on the side. Hanachasat Smuse. Hanachasat Smuse has many, many meanings. Um, and uh, just just uh, one thing on Hanachasat Smuse that has been developed in the Mimer. This person asked the Rebbe, uh, what's the first step of serving Hashem? And the Rebbe said, do what you don't want to do, and don't do what you want to do. <laughs> so he said, am I up to that level? And the Rebbe said, every Jew is up to that level. So, an achasat smusay is that you're putting yourself on the side for the sake of the Ebishter, and that's something that in Shaman Ganei doesn't, doesn't have that, that opportunity. An achasat I mean, the real meaning of an achasat doesn't just mean you, you're putting yourself on the side. It means you're putting your whole being on the side. It's 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 um, it's not just that you're 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 um, uh, doing something. It's that it's a it's a sense of of like as we learned in Meimer that you belong. You belong to Avishter. That you're putting your natural sense of self to be. I do what I want to do, and you're saying I belong to Hashem. Um, and and that kind of kind of uh, transfer of energy and saying I belong to Avishter. That's something which is only relevant here. This is similar to the discussion this has about two concepts, two truths. Um, there is one truth called Einoid, that all there is is Hashem, and besides Hashem there's nothing else. And there's another truth, another verse, another statement in Kabbalah, everything before Hashem is like nothing. So those are the two the two concepts. Ain't nothing besides Hashem, and the other is Kula Kame, all that's before him is like nothing. The light of Hashem as it experiences its source, its close the, the Hashem's light as as it experiences the luminary from where it comes from. How does the light of Hashem feel? It feels like it's nothing. In front of the, its luminary, it feels insignificant. It feels it's, it feels negligible. However, the feeling that there's nothing besides Hashem, which is a higher experience, that could only be if you're a somebody. To say there's nothing, to say I'm insignificant before Hashem, that's when a light Natsilus says in Natsilus, the light of Abish, Natsilus, the light of Hashem, as it is looking at its source. It feels itself to be insignificant, but ainoid nothing besides Hashem. That means that there's a somebody, and the somebody is saying, "I'm not," and he is. All there is is him. Mine. We explains when when there is somebody there, and that person says that I'm I'm abnegating myself for the sake of Hashem. That's much more unique. That's something deeper. The the, the, the light of the Abisher to say I'm insignificant. 
that's not so novel because the light is, isn't to begin with anything so significant in the first place. Light is, is, is in a state anyways of attachment to Hashem. When the Hashem is in heaven, the Hashem's experience is it's all before Hashem is like nothing. That's what the Hashem feels. In front of the Abishur, everything is insignificant. When the Neshama thinks how its divine source is animating it all the time, and its source is far beyond it, and it feels this is my source, and my source is animating me all the time and creating me all the time, and my source is infinitely greater than I am, so the soul feels insignificant. The soul is totally nullified and it considers itself insignificant. However, it just says, I'm insignificant, but I still exist. Because since the Neshama is also godly, so it's not that it doesn't exist. It doesn't say it's not there. The Neshama is there, it's just insignificant. It's not that it's not there. However, when the Neshama is in this world, where there are consumers of godliness, where there are things that hide Hashem, in the cash when you realize that it's not the way it is, you know what I'm what's going on. When you chapsich, that it's not the way it is, that things aren't the way things seem, and you realize that all there is is Hashem, nothing besides Hashem, that's, that's when we have a unique experience over here. In Ganeiden, the Neshama experiences its source, okay, but even with its source, it's not so foreign to that experience. It comes from its source. The Neshama experiences how the Abishur is incomparably greater than the Neshama. And the Neshama is significant compared to its source. Okay. But the Neshama is also godly. But in this world, we walk around and we feel like Popeye. I am what I am. And then all of a sudden, you chapsich, you realize. Chapsich doesn't just mean you realize. Chapsich means you, you catch yourself. And you say, what in the world was I thinking? All there is is the Abishur. There's nothing besides him. That's what's unique in this world. That's the advantage we have. We have the advantage of feeling there's nothing besides Hashem. In Ghanaian, they don't feel nothing besides Hashem. They feel, I'm still something. I'm insignificant, but I'm, still, I'm also godly. In this world, you have the, the possibility to experience a there's nothing besides Hashem. That, that things aren't the way they seem. Although there is a lot of a, uh, the experience in heaven is a lot stronger there's a lot greater revelation, and therefore there's a, a, a lot of a, a, a greater a reverence. There's a much more powerful experience in heaven. However, the stuff that our devotion to Hashem is made of is a lot greater. Here, there's an absolute devotion, and there, we have this realization that there's nothing besides Hashem, and that only here. Is the experience possible? And therefore we say today, Bishar, I am dark and I am beautiful, specifically over here. Only here can I say I'm beautiful. Only here um, do I have this 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 real um, paradigm shift and say there's nothing besides Hashem. The Nathan, everything before Hashem is, is insignificant, but there's still something that's insignificant. Here, there's a new kind of experience. There's nothing besides you. You know what's going on? You're looking at outside, looking at the weather, you check the, the, the stock market 50 times already, and then that you realize it's not the way it is.